Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, it's time, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? What's going on, everybody? What's going down? What up, Corey? What's going down, bro? Nothing much, man. Just trying to get into some late night football talk. I don't got to work tonight, so I was hoping we could get something going. So glad we're here. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully we can get this random late night football talk to just continue because uh, everyone loves late night TV. They need some shit to do at night. So we're going to give you some content. Yeah, man. We Football world's kind of dry right now other than uh, Tom Brady's uh, alcohol levels, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope, man. Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? Like if there's a reason that I'd call him the GOAT, it's because of that performance. <laughs> yeah, bro. Come on, man. He took more shots than – uh, touchdowns in the second half that's for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah and so let, let's see hopefully i see some people in here right now no one threw any comments in there but say what up in the comments so i know who's up in here um but yeah got i uh, got my new soundboard and i'm super stoked to try it this was this was literally the first uh, sound that i put on here <laughs> Could you hear it? Was it good? I mean, I heard a great quality. So we'll see if people, uh, whenever there's a 420 break or something like that, that's that's just the signal you give out. Oh, you already know. You already know. And I got this one too, just to get people hyped up. Are you ready? Oh, there we go. Someone said, yo, Alex, sounded good. There we go. And if that's not enough to fucking hype you up. I said... <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> and when you design a new intro, whenever you get that going, you gotta you gotta get that sound bite in there for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. So man, what what's uh what's going on in football right now? So I mean it seems like I mean the big thing is the QBs on the move right now, and it's crazy. I saw this thing where Adam Schefter said there could be as many as 18 quarterback changes. And he said if he was taking the over-under, he would take the over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because you think about the teams that would like, okay, like, you know, the top quarterbacks in the league, you know, like other than Mahomes and uh, Allen and Jackson, they're locked in. But you got guys like who – among most fans and most experts are Watson and Wilson are top five quarterbacks. And even those guys are moving where 
the Texans or the Seahawks would be fools to move those quarterbacks, but it's just a situation that they put themselves in. Honestly, you know, they didn't, I mean, I really don't think Wilson's going to be on the move. You know, I feel like Wilson's not the type to request a trade. I feel like he's more of a, like a team guy, you know, like he's, he stuck it out this long. We'll see if he, if he wants to keep doing it, but I feel like I trust the Seahawks organization to do something about it rather than I trust Houston. So We'll see what happens with Wilson, but that's probably the biggest story right now is just of all the quarterbacks, it's probably Wilson that like, I mean, you posted that thing in Facebook today where it was like that, like, I mean, it's just some stupid Seahawks fans or whatever. They're like, just request a trade. Like, we don't want like your attitude or whatever here. I'm like, yeah, Wilson is probably like the second best quarterback in the league behind Mahomes. Like, like they're, you're not getting equal value for him. And I mean, the Texans are getting equal value with Watson, but it's like, I'd, I don't know. Like, I think that's so foolish to say. Like, I feel like Texans fans are are pissed off at the organization, not at Watson. They're probably like, if anything, it's probably more other. I mean, other than uh, who was it? Randy Moss that said that you posted the quote where it was like, oh, uh, the era of shutting up and play is over or something like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just like, I mean, there's back in the 80s and 90s, I mean, they weren't making like $15 billion a year. You know, it wasn't an $18 billion, like, you know, conglomerate corporation, you know, at that point. So, I mean, not saying they they weren't making money, but like now the amount of money that they were making, like to when they instilled like the salary cap is just like freaking ridiculous. And all these guys have brands, like all, all these guys' brands are worth like way more than they get paid, you know? So, I mean, I feel like, even Patrick Mahomes took a pay cut. Like as much as like nobody like will agree with me in a couple of years, he's going to be worth more than 40 million or 45 million, whatever that contract, you know, is worth. So, I mean, he just, I mean, he wanted to be the richest guy in sports. And I mean, that contract made him the richest guy in sports. And I mean, now he's like part owner of the Royals. And I mean, it's just, I, yeah. I don't know. These guys are too big. They're on the biggest stage. And because of social media and things like that, like, I know the owners, they, they want to keep like, you know, the faceless players out there, keep the mask on them. You know, they're just a part of the team, but it's not that way anymore. Cause social media. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard for, it's hard to mask that type of stuff. And I mean, we'll see how it plays out with Watson, but it's just these, I mean, it still kind of is where like, it's more organizational focus than player focus where I feel like, NBA is more like it's more geared towards the player and it's moving that way, especially for quarterbacks. Like we've mentioned little changes before on the show and everything like that, but it's people are still in that mindset. And I mean, most of the guys that are in, in the organization are older guys, like they're former players or they've been execs for 30 plus years. So they're still used to the old system where it's like, like how Randy Moss said, like, just shut up and play like you're part of our organization. But it's almost like, like you said, like, when Watson retires, it's going to be like, it's not going to be Watson played for the Texans. It's like the Texans were a part of Watson's story, you know? Yeah. I mean, Watson is not going to be like, I mean, he's a great player. Like, I don't think like he's a transformative guy, like, you know, Mahomes or Brady or someone like that who has like a big brand. I mean, Watson's brand could grow if he goes to the right organization. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But you make a great point that it's, it's getting towards to, the money and the social media is making it more towards geared the player. And maybe three years down the line, like it's going to be more like the NBA where it's, it's going to be totally like 
it's not about the organization. It's about the player. I think it's already shifting that way. I mean, I know it's not with like the way that they get paid and the salary cap and all that, but I mean, like shit that I'm doing, like podcasting and YouTubing, like, do you know how many like interviews these guys do now compared to when podcasts didn't exist? Like these guys have a name for themselves. Like, I mean, I know maybe the busiest guys aren't doing that all the time, but these guys want to be celebrities. Like, you know, you're one of, um, what is it? 54. Um, I mean, one of 54 people on the team, you know, like basketball. I mean, what do they have like 15 and like three of them don't even like suit up like on game day, you know, like those are their, like, you know, um, those are their reserves, but I don't know, like football is getting to that. It's too popular and it's, it's, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Like people want to know about these guys. People like want to see these guys on the big stage and Deshaun Watson take it down fucking Alabama back at Clemson. Like he had a brand then like you take down like the, the biggest powerhouse, you know, in college football history. Like, I mean, I, I feel like he was already building his brand then. Yeah. I mean, like football is definitely going that way. Uh, it'll be interesting with the salary cap because I mean, it's only rising. It might decline slightly just because of COVID this year. But like you said, with Mahomes, like I feel like, what Mahomes is going to be making in four or five years, it's definitely still going to be amongst probably like the top 10 paying like uh, salary wise. But like, if you look at guys like Stafford or like guys who signed their extension, like two or three years ago, like people were looking at like, like you overpaid for him. Like, I mean, I know Stafford's not like a top end guy, but Stafford now is maybe like eighth or so, like the highest paid quarterback. So it, it all is relative to the time it is. And I mean, I know Mahomes is like the big part of his contract doesn't kick in until maybe two years. So the Chiefs still have some money to play with. So if they do want to build around Mahomes and uh, obviously get back to Super Bowl, they're going to have to invest in their O-line, invest. I mean, I don't really see any glaring weakness. I mean, other than like maybe running back. But I mean, just get some depth behind Clyde or Hilaire. Let's see if Damian Williams returns if they want to re-sign him. But we'll see what happens. Yep. What up, Conscious Machine? Here we go. 420. Love the live random show. Let's get it, bro. This one's for you. Let's start smoking. <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Just a random football show. And yeah, there we go. Celtics won. Love that too. Didn't watch any tonight. But uh, we're talking about high contracts. Like what about Goff and Wentz? Like guys who uh, their agents fucking got in at the right fucking time. Got them some big money and... I mean, I don't know. They'll both be starters for like right now, but I mean, both of them, I would say maybe two years away from potentially being bench players or, you know, backup quarterbacks who turn into journeymen. I mean, it's crazy how just the, and that's what's great about the NFL is like, I mean, other than the chiefs and the Patriots, it really is. It varies from year to year. Like who, who's in the Super Bowl, who's making runs in the playoffs, you know, like, like Goff and Wentz literally went to back-to-back Super Bowls. So it's like we're talking about these, not saying they were going to be like the next ghost or anything or like top guys in their, in the league. But, you know, it's crazy that these guys were that young. And, I mean, it just tells you what you can do when you have your guy in a rookie contract. And then the Rams have always been pro player where we're going to pay our guys early. They did the same thing with Todd Gurley. I mean, they did the same thing with uh, Brandon Cooks, like, it's it's just how it works. Sometimes it bites you in the butt. And like the whole thing with Wentz, I I don't think he's a, he's a bad quarterback. Like people are getting hung up 
But I, I got in a small argument with this guy on Facebook either yesterday morning or this morning where, like, this guy was saying that, oh, like, <clears throat> it, like, Wentz is washed up. Like, nobody wants him. Like, nobody's going to give you a first-round pick, Philadelphia. Like, like I would, if I was Philadelphia, like, I mean, the relationship is messed up. But, like, I would take Wentz over Hurts. Like, Hurts is unproven. And, I mean, like, maybe if he gets an opportunity, like, maybe he can turn into, like, a top 15 quarterback in this league. But it's, like, I just feel like if you put the right weapons around Wentz and, like, the guy that was messing with him is out of the out of the building. So if I was the Eagles, I'd be trying to get get that relationship fixed. It's It's pretty much dead now, but – we can get into that too because I was talking to my dad about it too, just about quarterback movement and everything like that. And he brought up some points that some people were saying that Philadelphia was asking for too much, but I don't think they're asking for too much. I mean, maybe they might be the desperate ones because they don't want a quarterback controversy. And then if Wentz is the sour locker room guy that everybody's saying he is, then maybe they need to get him out quick. But I don't think one first round pick is, is too much to ask for. We'll see if he goes, uh, my dad told me it's down to Chicago and Indianapolis, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure who has the lead there or what type of packages they're throwing at them. I mean, that Bears one got leaked. I don't know if that was actually confirmed by Schefter or whoever, but what are your thoughts? It wasn't confirmed by Schefter. Until I hear something like that, like, it's all fucking white noise. Like, unless it's someone big who we know heard it from, like, I mean, yeah, we heard it from Notorious Fantasy first, you know, like that. That's how reliable, you know, that was. Who knows how he, where he heard it from. I mean, he said someone random. I don't even know. But here's kind of my thoughts on Carson Wentz in a nutshell. But there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. <laughs> and that's the problem. Like, everybody thinks that he sucks, and it's not really his fault. It's not really – I mean, the line sucked. It was horrible. Like, you look at Jalen Hurts, he's literally running for his life, like, on every single play that they have going on. And, I mean, if that if that's their formula to win, I mean, cool. Like, let's see how long that lasts. But I don't know. The I mean, the, like you said, the relationship's already been broken. Hurts, it just, I mean, they gave up that capital. They're going to throw him in there. I feel like them sitting Hurts at the end of that game, you know, and – week 17, whatever it was. I think that just kind of showed that they were like already looking at the next guy and they think that he's going to be the guy for next year. And I I just don't think Wentz is going to be there. I don't think he's going to be in. I I don't think he's going to be in Chicago though. Like that, that always felt like that, that always just felt fake to me. Like why would Chicago do that? Like now you're going to bring in Wentz and Foles and have them on the same team again. Like why? Like that doesn't even make sense. Like, Getting rid of Mitch Trubisky makes sense, but I don't know about bringing Wentz in, though. <laughs> I mean, in that notorious fantasy uh, trade uh, trade update, I mean, it did say Foles was a part of the package. So, I mean, the Eagles probably just want Foles back because they're like, oh, like if Hurts doesn't work out, we know Foles can lead us to the Super Bowl or at least get us a win against against Trubisky, you know, something like that, get us, a, get us to the divisional round. But, I mean – we can comment here on on conscious machines. I mean, he says it right here. I, I can't I can't believe they had Deshaun penciled in as a starter. Like, that's exactly what Wentz's problem has been, is that like he's had no weapons to work with. Like, 
Who's his number one and two receiver? Deshaun Watson and Alshon Jeffrey. How many fucking games did those guys play in the last two seasons? Like yeah. a combined like six games over the last two seasons? Like three and three each, you know, something stupid like that? I mean, he was throwing to Greg Ward last year. Like that was his number one receiver. Like, and like, <laughs> Greg Ward played quarterback in college at Houston. Like he, like he could have been like Edelman, but like he's not Edelman, you know, like. He was literally throwing to Greg Ward, and he was throwing to, uh, what's his name, like Arcega Whiteside, you know, when they were going against the Seahawks in the playoffs. Like, I mean, he had Miles Sanders, and, I mean, Miles Sanders did improve this year, but if we're talking about the year that they went to the – when the first-round exit against the Seahawks two years ago, like his running backs were an unproven Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Like, like come on, man. Like, don't give me that. Like <laughs> – and, like, the defense, like, it was good. And, I mean, I'm not saying it was good, but, I mean, during their Super Bowl run, other than that Patriots game, like, they, they weren't terribly defensively. It's just now all their guys have gotten old, you know? Like, there's really no one on that defense that's really, like, proven trustworthy. I mean, you know defense better than I do. But, I mean, the only guy I can think of off the top of my head is, like, Fletcher Cox. Like, who else, who am, I, who else am I missing there that's active on the Eagles roster? Well, I mean, this year their IDP stud was uh, Singletary, um, the middle linebacker. When uh, Nathan Gary went down, I don't, it might have been week three, week four, something like that. Uh, Singletary came in, but the thing is with IDP, when you have an offense that is either middle of the pack or more on the side of like being the shitty side, you know, not the good side of the offenses. I mean, you usually have a couple studs because your defense is usually on the field more than your offense, and that just equates to more tackles more opportunities, more plays. So if you're playing in IDP leagues, like you want teams that have shitty offenses, like to have their defensive players because their defensive players are going to be out there all the time. So if you get a stud, you know, you are stoked. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Stu, like I understand what you're saying here, bro, that when this subconscious mental mental confidence has has gone to shit, like like it it has, but I mean – it honestly just like my dad brought up the point is that literally like it's just he would have a bad performance and like Philadelphia media like like doesn't hold back and I mean maybe he seems to get in the right situation now like he has one bad game and they're just talking down on him Monday morning and like I know most most teams do that or most cities do that for their teams but it's just like they're ripping him I'm like this guy led you to the playoffs three years in a row and I know like two of those years he got hurt but like he led you to the playoffs and you're just giving up on him on one year. Like he was a second overall pick. Like he was second overall pick for a reason. I'm not saying he's some Mahomes or Wilson or Lamar Jackson talent, but he's a starting quarterback in this, in this league. Like I I don't, he's better than golf. Like everyone is talking like that. Just got one thing to say. Cause they don't know what they're talking about. Like, I mean, Wentz, the way that he rebounded off that ACL, like, yeah, he had a, a whatever mediocre season, you know, the year after that, but he looked really good last year. You know, I mean, two, yeah. 2019, two, right, right, yeah, yeah, two years ago now, but yeah, he still had nobody. I mean, what did he, he threw for like 4,000 yards, I believe. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like low 4,000s, and he didn't even have any receiver get 500 yards like he was literally throwing to so many different people didn't have a number one receiver made got them to the playoffs dallas was way better that year than they were you know in 2020 um i I don't know like 
how I don't know how how many years has it been like between the Eagles like Super Bowls like forty or fifty or something like that. Like you need to chill the fuck out thinking you're gonna get to it like you know the next year again. And it's like yeah. Carson Wentz needs to put this whole fucking squad on his back. Like when you got no wide receivers, you got no O line, your defense is just whatever, and your coach was bad enough to get you know <laughs> fired this year. I mean, I don't know. They already made their bed with Jalen Hurts and drafting him, so. I mean, they're already going into rebuilding mode anyways, in my mind. Yeah. I mean, like, I got respect for you, Stu. Like, I know you're a Cowboys fan and stuff. And, like, I mean, I don't – like, it's different. The difference between uh, Wentz and Watson is that Watson has definitely proven more than Wentz, even though Wentz has been a cerebral ha- – I mean, he hasn't been a cerebral. You know what I mean? Like, he's been a part of a – more of a winning culture. And, like, he's he's put up more – put up more – how do you say? Like, wins in the playoffs, you know? So – it, it comes down to, like, if you're going to ask to be traded and, like, he deserved to be benched, like, bottom line, you know? Like, and I'm not going to say that Hurts isn't a quality starter because, I mean, I don't know that at that point. But it's like, you know, we draft him the second round, like, let's give him a shot, you know? Like, I think you just kind of play the hot hand at that point, you know? Like, Wentz isn't producing, like, we're going to we're gonna go to Hurts. But I don't, I don't think that him – requesting a trade is is totally what's what's the word like the wrong thing like him saying like him requesting a trade isn't a bad thing but i don't think like i lost my train of thought you go (laughs) well i mean i I can't see who the facebook user is sorry i can't see your name but just throw your name after the comment whatever you throw next so we know who you are i I mean wentz literally has no weapons i mean i i said it a minute ago Deshaun Watson and Alshon Jeffrey are number one and two wide receivers, and they just do not play. Like, what do you expect from a guy who is his number one wide receiver is the number three wide receiver on the Eagles who already have a shitty wide receiver core to begin with? So that that's what I don't fucking understand. I have no fucking idea. Like, just some of these teams, just in general. And, like, the next comment from the Facebook – Okay, Dylan Adams. There we go. Okay, bro. What up? Hopefully this was your comment too. But he says, what's up with Russell Wilson? He wants to leave Seattle. I don't know if Russell Wilson wants to leave Seattle necessarily. I think it's more like I've literally been the most sacked. I mean, him saying this, Russell Wilson has been the most sacked quarterback in the league since he fucking got into the league. Like, (laughs) that's not a stat that you want to own as a quarterback. Like, I mean, Tom Brady, if he was the most sacked quarterback in the league in his first how long's Wilson been in the league? Like eight years. Like if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady was the most sacked quarterback in the league in his first seven or eight years, he wouldn't have three fucking Super Bowl rings in those first seven eight years. You know, it just wouldn't be happening. And I don't know why any QB in this day and age would keep their mouth shut if they're getting smashed by 200 to 300 pound grown men just destroying you and not even having two seconds to throw the ball, you know, half the time. Like that is, I'd be frustrated too. I'm frustrated for him because when I got him on fantasy, I don't want to see him running for his life every fucking play. I want him to be able to make some easy throws too. Yeah. I got respect for you, Stu. Thanks for throwing that out there, bro. Like I I know you're a Cowboy fan, so I'm not, I'm not going to hit on your opinion too much. Uh, Addressing the Facebook user from earlier, I know Watson is a million times better than Wentz. I was just comparing the fact that uh, Watson's request for a trade and Wentz's request for a trade is that Watson has definitely had to endure. I mean, 
Watson has had a worse offensive line than Wentz. I mean, Watson's organization has been way worse than Wentz. You know, like it's just Watson has had to deal with so much more adversity and so much just terrible ownership and terrible management that like Watson's uh, trade request is definitely more, how do you say, like justified where Wentz's is, you know, he had one one bad year and I know Hertz replaced him, but he deserved to be benched. Watson hasn't, Watson hasn't been benched. He's been producing nonstop or Wentz didn't produce for one year and now he wants to cry about it. So that's how I feel about that. But going on to the Russell Wilson thing, I see here, who was it that said that he, oh, conscious machine that Sierra wants to leave Seattle. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, look, dude, I think she does want to leave Seattle, but I think that would have been addressed two years ago, but before Russell Wilson signed that extension, because there was talks that he was going to go to the Giants and like, because Eli Manning was going to retire. And it's like, but I feel like if, if that were to happen, that it would have already happened. So I don't think they're Sierra and Russell Wilson are leaving Seattle anytime soon. I mean, we'll, we'll see what they happens. Got, they got access to private jets. Like when you're on that level, like you, you could live in a different city and they could still see each other like a handful of times a week. Like, yeah, maybe an inconvenience for four months, but let's not forget that he's literally going to be in Seattle. What for the middle of August, maybe end of August until December, you know, that's four months. Like it, we, we shall see. They better get some shit uh, right for him though. Um, that That's all I got to say that, no, it's, it's just his – they have the running backs. Like, Rashad Penny, I know he's been injured a lot, but I'm not one to give up on him that, like, he was a waste of first-round pick. I mean, it's just injuries. Rashad Penny's there. I mean, Chris Carson has produced when he's on the field. So, it's just injuries with the running backs. I mean, the receivers are fine. DK Metcalf is uh, up and coming. Tyler Lockett has proven to be a steal in the draft. Like, he's more than just a return man that he was at Kansas State. Like, they have the, they have the weapons. And even like David Moore is like quality number three receiver. Like, he's proven that. So, and Will Disley, I mean, he had a down year, but he proved two years ago that he can be a quality tight end. So if he steps up after Greg Olson's retirement and if they can just get a consistent running game, it's just offensive line is what it comes down to. Like maybe shore up the, shore up the, uh, the secondary, but other than that, like they don't have much to work on. Like they were a playoff team. I mean, they've been a playoff team every year of Wilson's career except for one. So it's like Russell Wilson's good enough to overcome the O line and the defensive woes to like get you to the playoffs. But it's like if you want to take that extra step, like you, Wilson's not good enough to take you to Super Bowl by himself. You know? Yep. So that's, and what, that's what it comes down to. Facebook user, I forgot your name, but do me a do me a favor right now. Send me a DM and I'll send you the link so you can hop on. We're probably gonna be on for like 30 more minutes. So if you send me a DM right now, I'll uh, I'll shoot you the link and then you can hop in here with us and talk about it. Peace out, Stu, if you're still here. It says Lockett is gone. Is he a free agent? I mean, I don't know much on the free agent. I don't I don't think he was uh, I don't think he's an unrestricted free agent, no. I can I mean, double check, but I, I I don't remember him being on the free agent list, and I did a video about that like a week ago. I don't remember him being on that list. But um, yeah, um, I feel for Wilson. 
they've literally never got him any help on the offensive line since he's been there. Like they've been just expecting him to use his legs, um, get everything done by himself. And that just sucks. Like, I mean, you've been doing things to build up the defense. Why don't you do things to build up your fucking franchise player? Like get him a couple solid guys on the line. I, I mean, what was the recipe for success for the Patriots for the longest time? Like they didn't have any fucking weapons, but they had probably one of the best O lines in football to keep Tom Brady upright. And that makes a difference. I don't know why these organizations think that they don't have to invest anything into the offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, going on conscious machines thing here. Where do you see, where do you guys see Dak? I mean, he's, he's going to resign the, the Cowboys have to, have to re-sign him this year. They can't franchise tag him again because either that third franchise tag is going to be too pricey or it's going to come down to you're going to have to sign him eventually. And there's no other quarterback that, like, is better on the market other than Watson. So it's like – and you're not going to get Watson, you know. So it's – you know, like you have to sign Dak Prescott. Like, wh- where are you going to go? Like, are you going to – draft another quarterback in the first round and like hope that he develops somewhere close to Dak. Like I I don't see any other quarterback in this draft developing anywhere close to Dak besides Trevor Lawrence. So it's like, this is not, this is a deep quarterback draft, but like if you're in a place with the Cowboys, you already have somebody like Dak Prescott, like you take the sure thing with Dak Prescott, you know? And like, he's not going to, and same thing with Russell Wilson. Like he's not going to lead you to the Super Bowl. Like, and that's what made the Cowboys so so good the first year is that they had pieces around him. He has the receivers. I mean, maybe you trade Gallup and get like someone better to help out your defense. I mean, and you just you just draft defensive players. Like that's what you do. Like you don't need a quarterback. Like just just stay with just go with Dak, you know. And Stu says that it's a silly question. Dak staying in Dallas. If I was Dak, I would not want to stay in Dallas. So I mean, I know that. Everybody who's a Dallas fan thinks that, you know, it's such a great – it it is a great landing spot for a quarterback. They do have a bunch of great pieces, but Dak's been jerked around. Like, he could have been re-signed like two years ago, and I know that everyone thinks like once you re-sign, like you're off your rookie deal, but no, you're not. It's just – it's a contract extension. So – dependent on how they did it, like Patrick Mahomes, like you said, his – it's not going to start kicking in, you know, until maybe like – three or four years where it's going to really, really start hurting against the cap and maybe they restructure or something by then. But I don't know. Dak's been jerked around and you got hurt last year too. Like the Cowboys were fucking banking on Dak sucking or getting hurt. Like that is stupid. Like why are you banking on your quarterback getting hurt or sucking before you re-sign him? Like that that's just fucking stupid to me. And Here's what I would fucking tell Jerry Jones. Know your role and shut your mouth. Because he doesn't know shit. He's old and he's fucking senile. And oh shit. <laughs> I faked the injury. That, and could you even be mad at him if he did? I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, like, the Cowboys need to sign him to a long term deal because. The franchise tag is going to be – and I know it's just for one year, but the franchise tag is way more than what the salary that Dak is going to be asking for. So it's like would you rather play a shorter salary over a period of time and have a steady quarterback or would you rather pay one year of a heavy uh, 
a heavy salary. So that's what it comes down to. And you know what's stupid is they act like this is about the cap, right? They they really do act like it's about the cap, but it's about the guaranteed money that they would have to come out of pocket with first. Because if Dak would have re-signed, like – Prior to 2019 season starting, they could have re-signed him in 2019, and he um, he probably would have made less than he's going to make in these next three years, and he probably would have just been signed to uh, to a four-year contract. So, like, his contract would be over in 2022. I mean, he would have already be, like, halfway through it right now. So, I mean, that's – I just – I don't get it. They're fucking stupid. Dallas um, – Stu, you're cool. You're one of the cool uh, cowboy fans who likes to talk shit to the, you know, the senile cowboy fans that, you know, we all love to talk shit to. I just don't understand it. Like, this is for a team that had maybe the best front office in the 90s, has literally sucked for the last 25 years, 26 years. And like, they've sucked even worse when they were like front runners and supposed to be good because they always either lost in the first round or. Like these last two years, they were supposed to be so great, and they were just horrible. I mean, it is about the cap because they messed up. Like they paid too many guys too early, you know. Like, like why the hell were you paying? And I know Jalen Smith's a great player, but it's like, why are you paying Jalen Smith over Dak Prescott? You know, and like Jalen Smith, they paid him a good amount, but like you probably would have had enough money to pay Dak and then pay Jalen Smith a little bit less, you know? And it's like, Stu's right. They could have had him at 30 mil two years ago. And I mean, they could have had him at 33 a year ago, but now they're going to have to have him at 37 under the franchise tag or like 35 or 36 under, under just salary. So it's like, and I got to respond to what, what Stu's saying here and cowboy endorsements, cowboy endorsements don't mean shit anymore. Like they, they really don't like these guys are their own brands, like the teams that they play for. Yeah. You may be able to be on a grander stage, like on a couple more national games, but how many people don't have the fucking red zone? Like how many people aren't addicted and are watching more than just one game? You know, like there's a whole bunch of guys who aren't playing for the Cowboys who are getting big time endorsement money. And I think that Dak would be one of those guys because He's like one of the good guys. When we talk about, you know, some guys who are like questionable with their character, like he's literally never gone against the grain and been nothing but a model fucking quarterback that you want on your squad. And Cowboys are disrespecting them, disrespecting him. And if I was Dak, I would be like, fuck you assholes. Like I want <laughs> top dollar or I'm fucking leaving. Like I, why, why am I going to like, hold myself hostage to you when you don't even give two shits about me. No. Yeah. Like Dak Prescott, like I don't think he's asking too much because he was a fourth round pick. So he was only making like 700,000 his first four years. So it's like, you can give me a break. You barely paid me the first four years. So it's like, excuse me for asking a little bit. And I led us to the playoffs three out of my first four years. And if you want to lean on the back of, Oh, well the team was already really good he still did what he was supposed to do. Like all he can do is what he like, what he has put in place to do. And it's not his fault that the pieces around him are good or bad. Like that's the front office. But when he was given the chance, he rose to the, he rose to the occasion and for being a fourth round draft pick to literally play every single game, you know, until last year. I mean, that, that says a whole lot right there. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, 
you can say the pieces are already there, but it's like, okay, then if Dak Prescott goes out there and shits the bed and like they're six and 10, it's like, okay, let's go back to Romo. Dak was the problem. But if they win, Dak's, Dak doesn't do anything, you know? So it's like, he can't ever win. And he's like, he's one of the utmost like selfless guys in the league where it's like, he probably wouldn't be one to be like, oh, like I'm requesting a trade if he does get signed to a guy because he's just like that type of guy where like, I'm going to write it out. Like if I have a problem, I'm going to bring it up to you privately. And like, there's no contract negotiation going on where it's a mutual, like we're going to meet in the middle here. It's like their Cowboys are being like, you're going to take this little money and you're not, and if you don't like it, then we're just going to franchise tag you. And that's where I think Constant Machine said it up here where the franchise tag is not not what it used to be, you know? like Fuck it yeah, be- it's designed to fucking keep you in a ball and chain pretty much. And I'm not, you know, saying he's a slave or anything, but that's literally what it yeah. is to do. So you can get what your value is worth to the league, but not like what you could actually get. And I don't know, like I just, I don't, I don't get that because – Two years into Dak's career, he had started um, 32 games. I I mean, and they made it to the playoffs. Like, what the fuck do you want out of a fourth-round draft pick? Like, why would you not re-sign him then and sign him for cheaper? And so that's what I was saying, like 2019. If he gets re-signed, like before the 2019 season, he would literally be a free agent in 2022. You know, and I mean, these might be the bigger years on his contract. But if he's the type of guy who would restructure his deal and take less money, but signing a longer deal, you know, for the, because the team is loyal to him, you know, I mean, it's just like stocks, like all these rich motherfuckers, they have stocks. Do you not know when, like, if you let that go all the way to the peak of the stock, like you have to pay for it then, like you need to buy early or pay the fucking price that you waited to pay. Exactly. hundred percent agree, you know, and I, I think the Cowboys messed up, you know, like it's almost turned a situation where it's like, even if they do get a long-term deal, there's always going to be that animosity in, in the building, you know, it's like they paid me, but it's like, it just almost feels like a went situation where it's like, I mess up one time and I'm out of here, you know? And I know that he wants golf or Wentz money. If he can't get golf or Wentz money, that why, why, why would you want to sign with a team that's not going to give Dak, the same money that Wentz or Goff has gotten because those guys under, you know, performed. Yeah. And it's like, this is why Jerry Jones need to like step away from being just like a control freak. And like, and I get this is his business where it's like, but it doesn't mean you're the best one to run it. Like you're the owner, like you worry about the stadium, you worry about the cowboy endorsements or whatever, but like give, do what, what John Elway did and step away and realize, okay, I messed this up. Like, let me, let me step away and just be an owner or whatever LA was uh, head of operations or whatever, like get a guy who like knows football better than Jerry Jones, because he's still playing in 1980, you know? So get that out of here. So conscious machine. So as a Cowboys fan, well, and I'm saying, I mean, he's responding to Stu, but uh, you say that uh, the reason Dak is a Cowboys for the money, he doesn't want to win. I'm sure it's a little bit of both, but I'm sure that it, it gets word. Certain, that's it. What it comes down to. It gets to a certain point where if you don't feel valued, like why the fuck do you want to make this team a winner when you're not even like being treated like you're a part of the team? You know, like how's everyone else getting contracts, but the the guy who is the most important to the team doesn't get a contract, you know, and I know that 
maybe they were just butting heads on the negotiation, but I think that they're still trying to negotiate with him as a fourth round draft pick, like, you know, five years ago. And that, that's just yeah. not where we are right now. And I mean, like, if it's one thing, if the Cowboys or like the Patriots were like, we don't pay anybody, but the Cowboys already show we're willing to pay Zeke. We're willing to play Amari. We're willing to pay uh, Jalen Smith, you know? So like you have the money, like pay me, you know? So it's like, and I know that paying Jalen Smith and paying Amari Cooper was a shot at Dak Prescott where it's like, okay, you don't want to take our deal. Like, we're going to go pay the people who actually want to, like, you know, like negotiate with us. So if you want to negotiate with us, in other words, you don't want to take our, like, short end of the stick deal, then whatever. We're just going to franchise tag you, and you're going to play for us no matter if you like it or not. So it's not going to come back to bite them in the long run. I really think that they thought that they were the Patriots. And, like, they had just won a couple, you know, championships or something, like, within the last few years. Because when you're not fucking winning, you don't get to say take pay cuts. You know, like, that. that's just what it is. Like, I mean, the Patriots for – I mean, not saying they guaranteed Tom Brady, like, you know, rings or anything, but he just knew that it was set up to win. And as much as the Cowboys are set up to win, they've, they've sure fall, fallen really flat on their face, and it hasn't had to do with Dak like at all. So that's another reason why, why should someone take less money to win? If these organizations really don't want to win, they're just trying to save money. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Cowboys, the Cowboys want to be the Patriots so bad. I mean, they're making it seem like it with this DAC negotiation thing, but it's like, you already messed up. You already ruined your credibility by paying these other guys. So it's like, Oh, how come Amari gets a contract and I don't like, you're just making it, you're just – how do you say it? Like, Dak's not going to want to play for you guys. Like, he's just going to ruin the trust. Like, that's what it's going to come down to. It already did. Fuck the Cowboys. Like, man, that, that was just stupid. And, like, when he got hurt last year, like, all I could think is, like, Jerry Jones is like, see, I told you. And, like, that that's literally all I could think. And, like, he was probably happy that, like, Dak got hurt. And if I was yeah. Dak – I would be like, fuck you guys. Like, why Why would I want to fucking play for a boss that is happy that I got hurt and was probably wishing injury upon me? I mean, yeah, because now he's like, well, you got hurt, so I'm going to lower your salary by $2 million. You know, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, and it sucks because, like, Dak Prescott, like, and that's why we need to get rid of the franchise tag because now it's like, oh, like, even if he doesn't want to do a long-term deal, they're just going to franchise tag him again, and it's just going to be a whole nother – Kirk Cousins situation, except that Prescott is way better than Kirk Cousins. Hmm. So, and Kirk Cousins got what three years, like eighty nine million or something, like guaranteed, yeah. like, something like that, so like, like two contracts ago, but still. Yeah, and I mean, like Dak, like whatever, like I'll play under your franchise tag for one year, but like you bet your ass, like next year, like I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here, you know. And right. I don't think Dak Prescott's that guy. Yeah. It's more on the Cowboys than it is on Dak. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if anybody considers Dak, you know, the bad guy in all this, like, I fucking don't. Like, I think the Cowboys are the bad guys. And I think that as fans, we need to switch this whole mentality around about why we think that players should take fucking pay cuts for these billionaire owners who are just trying to save money. We play fantasy football. Like, I care about the fucking players. You know, like, I know there's a lot of people invested in their teams, you know, who they want to win championships, but these owners aren't invested in winning championships for their own team. So, I mean, why should we care more about that than they care about it? 
Facebook user. We're not saying Dak is injury prone. I mean, he got injured this year. It just sucks that he got injured in a year where Jerry Jones was looking to save money and he got blessed with a Dak Prescott injury. I don't, Dak Prescott was like Alex mentioned, like he played four straight years, five straight years without an injury. So I don't think he's injury prone by any means. It just, just sucks that like it happened the year he was trying to like prove the Cowboys that like hand worth a contract and he can't even go out there and prove it. So now Jerry Jones has an extra argument in his pocket that like, Oh, how do I know this ankle problem? Is not going to happen again? You know, like, and if I was Dak, how do I know that their line's going to get better? The best piece of their line retired last exactly. year. And then all of them, I mean, they all got hurt. Like that's why Dak got hurt. Like when you got a bunch of second stringers out there, you know? And so how do, how does Dak know that their line is ever going to be what it was in his first couple years? So let's switch over to Jameis Winston. Cause this is a good question and I'm about to smoke. So let's get it guys. Where's the 420 crew at? All right, I'll start on this Jameis Winston stuff. I I mean, I doubt if he even comes back to New Orleans. I mean, like, they might keep him just because he knows the offense, but I think they're going to give Taysom Hill the first crack at it because they already proved they're wanting to go to Taysom Hill to start after Breeze went down. So I think it's Taysom Hill's job to lose, if anything. You know, if Winston beats him out in camp or whatever, but I think Taysom Hill's the guy to beat. They're going to give him a year, or if he just sucks, like they'll just pull him and put Winston in, but – we already know what Winston is. The Saints already know what Winston is as a starting quarterback. We don't know what Taysom Hill is in his own offense in a full season. Like they're gonna give Taysom Hill a full shot, you know, like they're already paying him twelve million. Like and like if Taysom Hill sucks, then like okay, we'll just go back to putting you at running back and receiver and kick returner or whatever. So it's like might as well just give him a shot, you know. I mean, they're already way over the cap, like they're probably gonna trade some pieces to get under the cap a little bit. So I don't think this is a rebuilding year for the Saints, but it's just more like let's see what we got type of year. Like maybe they'd be like eight and eight, like I guess nine and seven, ten, six of the best. Like maybe they sneak in as a wild card team with that extra spot now. But I don't think Jameis Winston is going to be the starter. I mean, best case scenario, he gets the backup job. I think both QBs are going to be out. I think if anything, Jameis Winston might stay around as a backup. Taysom Hill got to get rid of that contract. He is not worth that contract. And I mean. It seems like they're they're going for it like right now. Like they're not gonna try to rebuild. Like, yeah, they are like, you know, they, they got issues with the cap. They're gonna have to figure out some things. That's for sure. Like someone like Cam Jordan, I, I don't know. Is he gonna be on the move? I mean, they kind of need him, but um <laughs> there we go. Saints are also minus a hundred million in debt. Whew. <laughs> Man. Um, we shall see, but I feel like yeah, their window is about to close, and maybe Michael – I mean, if they're going to rebuild, Michael Thomas is going to be gone, Cam Jordan's going to be gone. I really don't think it's going to be either guy. I think that Taysom makes way too much for what he can do, and he's not going to he's not gonna take them to the Super Bowl. I know that much. Conscious machine, bro. It's Carson Wentz. It's not even a question at this point, bro. Which one's that? Where? Where's Winston or Wentz? Second to last one. Oh, right there. Yeah. It's Carson Wentz, no no question about it. You know, I've already seen what Winston done as a starter. I've seen what Wentz has done as a starter. I'll I'll take Wentz. He's younger. He's got more mobility. Give me Wentz. Yep. I would say the same thing. I mean, Winston, 
I, I'd like to see him get a starting job somewhere. Maybe that LASIK surgery did make a difference. Like, who the, who the hell knows? I mean, I know that he threw more touchdown passes than Drew Brees did in the uh, in the conference finals. So, <laughs> what it is? Well, when did this become about race, bro? I don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> That's funny. He'll got. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying he just got the money because he's white, but I don't know. Gadget players like don't make a lot of money. Um, so yeah, Hill was definitely. Uh, him and um, they, they just got some kind of special relationship. I don't even know what the fuck he is. When a black QB runs, he gets told to play wide receiver. I mean, shit, he'll plays running back and wide receiver and tight end. I mean, way more than he plays quarterback. So I, I think uh, he gets paid way too much to do what he does. That's for damn sure. Got to rework Thomas's contract if you want any type of QB. That's, that's for sure. But fuck, man. Why would Thomas want want to restructure it? Like he he's worth it. I mean, there's got to be. I don't. I, I haven't gone down the list of who makes what. I'm I'm sure Cam Jordan is probably on one of his on one of the bigger contracts. Maybe he might need to restructure. But yeah, if I was Michael Thomas, I'm not restructuring. Yeah. <laughs> and Contra Machine just had to say he's white just for the future references. <laughs> um. Uh, about uh the saints like it's just like if hill and winston are out like who's gonna play quarterback over there like like they're gonna go spend one of their draft picks on a, like a quarterback maybe they'll go pick up like a mac jones or something but like it's just like if i was the saints like i'd rather just have Taysom hill as my quarterback this year like i, I know they want to compete but it's like that window's closed, you know. Like, I wouldn't. Why would you want Taysom Hill get? I mean, he just said it right there. Doesn't she get? Doesn't she get seventeen million? That's the highest paid fucking backup in the league. Like almost twenty million. That's what we're talking about for a backup. You know, quality QB. That's fucking stupid. You know, like I, I they could have gotten so many other players to fill that Taysom Hill role for that amount of money. Like they could have got five players. You know for that type of money on both sides of the ball. Like Taysom Hill is not the answer. Taysom Hill is one of the reasons why they're over the cap. I mean, I'm not saying James Winston's the answer, but Taysom Hill gets paid way too much for being like a gadget player. No. Yeah. And I, I understand. I just, I just feel like they want to give him a shot at the quarterback, at least for half the year, see what he can do. You know, like he was already kind of building off the momentum of Breeze. So let's just see what he's like as just a full-time starter. Like, this is your team. And if you end up performs, it's like, I mean, yeah, it hurts his stock a little bit in the trading. But it's like, you know, like, we got to see what we got here. I'm not saying he's some um, – maybe he's not even a franchise quarterback. But it's like, he can just be like a bridge guy. So if they draft somebody in the third or fourth round or whatever, and let's just let, – I mean, he is overpaid. Taysom Hill's overpaid. I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I just – it's like, let's – we paid him this contract. We got to at least give him a shot having the reins for at least the beginning of the season and just giving him like, you know, he had the reins. I mean, it was only for a handful of games. I mean, it's not like he was going to be out there, you know, when Brees could come back, but everything that the saints have done and been successful at is literally the exact opposite of what Taysom Hill does at quarterback. So that, that's just what I don't understand. Like, I mean, if you're going to rebuild, I totally like get that, but the saints don't see, I mean, do they seem like a rebuilding team? They just got second seed in the NFC. Like I don't see them going to rebuild. I mean, it just would seem really stupid to me if, if they're going for it and Taysom Hill's the guy behind center. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I just think the window's closed. Like, they, I just don't think they got any chance of uh, of making it back to the Super Bowl or Commerce Championship in the next few years. So that's just why I believe Taysom Hill is at least going to get a shot. Just, I mean, maybe maybe they think that they still got a chance, you know. I mean, they still got plenty of weapons on both sides of the ball. Like, honestly, if you looked at the teams, like, top to bottom, the Saints – Maybe the Bucks are probably the only ones in the argument for just top to bottom, like best, best team in the playoffs. So they got the pieces. It's just a matter of like who's going to play quarterback, you know? Because if they got the right guy, like if Winston somehow makes turns around his career in New Orleans, like and like Constant Machine says, like Winston could do better. Sean Payton, yes, because Sean Payton's a better coach than Arians. It's just I don't know if like Winston's like fixable. Like that's that's what it comes down to. Like if you can, like. He threw a lot of touchdowns in Tampa. It's just like the turnovers are his really his only problem, you know? He spent a lot of money on that LASIK surgery. Like, yeah. we, we don't – the last time we saw him, he threw a fucking touchdown. Like, <laughs> that's all we can go off of is his most recent, like, work, you know? And it was a touchdown in the NFC Conference Finals, and he threw more touchdowns than Drew Brees did. You know, and the guy was wide open, but he hit him. I mean <laughs> – all he could do is, you know, the play that's in front of him. And uh, he did throw a touchdown, and it was pretty funny and uh, <laughs> maybe suiting for a guy like Winston to do that. But I don't know. I, I just feel like what's he going to be getting paid next year, like $2 million or something like that? Like, I feel like why would you not go for it with a guy like that? We don't know if he's an in, if he's going to be a turnover machine or not. Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot different doing it in practice versus doing it with, uh, you know, linemen in your face. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Dante said, what should the Patriots do with their offseason with all the cap space in the upcoming draft? I feel like with all the cap space that they have, they need to get a quarterback. Like they were not – they may draft a quarterback, but – Mac Jones. I, They're going for Mac Jones. That's my prediction. I don't – I mean, I, even if they do, I don't see him starting game one. You know, it's like who else is going to start? Jared Stidham? Like Cam Newton's not coming back. Just what I said. They need to go out and get one of these QBs. Like if Schefter is talking about that, there's going to be like 18, you know, teams that change QB. There's going to be a lot of QBs that are going to be on the move. That's all I'm going to say. Like there's some people who probably won't want to go to the Patriots, but there's some people who may still think that the Patriots are, you know, that winning organization. They're going to get someone who doesn't create a lot of turnovers. So they're going to go for someone safer. I don't even know who that would be, but I think the Patriots are going to get a free agent quarterback or trade for a quarterback. It's it's me. Like, I think it's either going to be Mac Jones or Garoppolo. Like those are really the only two options at this point. Garoppolo's not an option. I think that San Francisco might be trying to move him to get a better Watson. I think Watson – I mean, they're of course San Francisco is definitely trying to move off Garoppolo. It's just like I feel like if they don't get Watson, there's just no better quarterback on the market than Garoppolo at that point. Well, I mean, maybe Wentz, but I, don't I know, know that I, I know that they're Tom because of Tom Brady, they haven't paid a QB in 20 years. You know, like literally ever since Bill Belichick's been there. But they're gonna have to change something. Like they're saving a lot of money in a lot of places, and they're really under the cap, you know. Yeah. They got to do something. I think if they were ever going to do it, it's right now because 
I don't think they want to rebuild for a handful of years. And I'm not saying Mac Jones isn't, you know, a good QB or anything, but if they start Stidham or any rookie QB, I mean, they're probably going to be more in rebuilding mode than anything. Yeah, and I, don't think I, know that. I just feel like, I mean, I know Bill doesn't want to rebuild if anything more than now, because he's like, Oh shit, Brady actually did something. Now I have to go prove myself, you know? So we'll see what happens there. Like, I think, if they want to go like full out, like, I mean, they were seven and nine with no weapons and a, a quarterback who couldn't throw and a defense that was half opted out. So like they could easily go for a playoff run. I mean, the only team I could maybe see them getting in the way would be the dolphins, just depending on their quarterback situation. But I mean, obviously the bills are ahead of them. There, there's nothing they can do about that. So it's just more out of like, if they can snag up second place, like they're, they're a lock for the playoffs. I think if they can get the right quarterback, so we'll see what happens with the, with that. And seeing how crazy would this would be, Jeff said sign Dak. I mean. There's no way. It's not the craziest thing in the world. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world. I, I just, I bet that Dak would take less money to go somewhere else, depending on how they made how they rolled out the red carpet for him necessarily, not just, you know, the bells and whistles, but I feel like when you're getting screwed over by one company, if another company comes on and, and you know, they're just telling you the right things, they do some things to put a couple pieces in play for you. You have a really strong defense. Plus, you know, one of the best coaches in football. I mean, be the heir to Tom Brady. Like, I don't know, like it's big shoes to fill, but that's how you make a name for yourself too. You got to, sometimes you got to make big splashes. Uh, conscious machine matt ryan's an interesting one i mean Ooh. i'm not sure if i'm not sure if new england would go for matt ryan just because of his contract i know a lot of the guys on the market have big contracts but it's like i feel like they're going to go for somebody with a big contract they'd go for someone like garoppolo who knows the offense who's younger you know like matt ryan like that atlanta should definitely move off him like new coach new age you know like it's time to move on like matt ryan's not going back to the Super Bowl. like like they should be doing the same thing the Lions are doing. And like the Lions won that trade against the Rams. You know, I mean, it benefited both sides, but I'd rather be on the Lions side because Goff isn't a bad quarterback either. I mean, he's definitely regressed, but it's like if I'm the Lions, like Goff is like a great quarterback who might be on the same timeline as the re their rebuilding plan. So if they can't find a quarterback they like in the next two years, like – if they can get the right pieces around golf, like maybe they make a, make another run to the Super Bowl like the Rams did. So that is not practice. <laughs> Do you say golf's a great quarterback? I didn't say he's a great quarterback. I just said that he's a <laughs> he's an okay quarterback that might make it back to Super Bowl with the right pieces around him. Okay. All right. I thought I said I thought I heard you say he was a great quarterback. And every time I heard I heard that, I had to hit this button. <laughs> 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 what happened to Frank Mason tonight, bro? Did he get injured or something or what? No idea. My boy Frank Mason. Go check it out. Let's see what up. Do you know who Frank Mason is or no? No. Okay. He's. Uh, I'm sorry. Mike Smith's cousin. Oh no, man. Uh, close. Uh, Frank Mason. He's starting at point guard for the Magic tonight because a couple guys are injured. So I don't. I don't know if he's underperforming or overperforming i know they just signed him a few days ago so i don't know how he's doing i'm wondering are you a magic fan conscious machine or what what's up with that bro i know conscious machines in like massachusetts or something massachusetts somewhere oh frank mason he just he just 
isn't playing. He's got four minutes. I don't know if he went down or something. I mean, who are they running at point guard? Who's leading an assist? I mean, Vucevic is leading an assist. I don't know who they're playing at point guard, bro. I'm a little confused. But I don't know what's up with that. But you say Goff is Goff. I don't see that killer instinct that will do whatever it takes to win. I mean, are you saying he's not like a hard worker, like grinder? I mean, he's not the biggest grinder in the world. I mean, I never had anything to like think he's not that. I don't know. I'm really confused by that by that point. Uh, my dad also tells me that the Raiders are, are getting phone calls about Mariota. So I don't know if Mariota is going to be the next guy to get a second chance to start in this league. What are your thoughts, Alex? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I, I just don't know. I guess it would it would take the right place. I mean, the thing that's crazy is could he be going to somewhere like New England? I mean, someone who doesn't create a lot of turnovers but doesn't like really do that much. You know, it, it just seems like he's, he's an upgrade from Cam Newton at this point. And but I don't know. He he always throws to the tight end, and Patriots have like no tight end game like right now. And I feel like Mariota, if he doesn't have a tight end. I don't know how he's going to be successful, but he's going to be on the move. And I keep hearing that Derek Carr might be on the move too. Like, I, I don't know. The uh, the Raiders are shopping QBs, and I think that we might see a new QB for Las Vegas come September. No, yeah. I think for the Watson sweepstakes, it's most likely down to four teams in my opinion. I haven't heard anything. This is just based on what my thoughts are. It's like – it's either the Dolphins, Jets, 49ers, or Raiders. I think that's one of the four teams he's going to. And I think the the Texans would be perfectly great if they end up trading with the Raiders. Like, Derek Carr is like – I would take Derek Carr over a lot of guys in this league. Like, I take Derek Carr over, over Goff. I take him over Matt Ryan. I mean, Stafford's maybe a stretch, but – He's not a terrible quarterback by any means. He's a nice bridge quarterback to get if you're going to draft a guy. And obviously, you're getting picks back from the Raiders. So, if you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, if you're going to develop some guy or save them for the next season to move up there, like whatever, you know. So, I think the Raiders and like we all know, Gruden was never in love with Derek Carr. I mean, they had a they had a good season this year, but it's like I don't know. Like there was always those reports coming out that like he didn't they weren't getting along but then this year like they they got along well but like obviously it's not 100 percent. so it's like it doesn't surprise me at all but i i do think that um i do think Carr and mariota not being in las vegas next year is not out of the realm of possibilities i mean i don't think mariota gets another shot in this league for sure as a starter i mean he's had his chances in tennessee you know like they've had quality teams in there but Carr, like, definitely I could see him going on the move for Watson. I mean, what are your thoughts there? Watson, someone's going to want to make a splash for him. I think that the Giants could be someone who are in the mix also because I feel like, I mean, if Houston's going to rebuild, if they can get someone young and Carr might be that young guy, Daniel Jones might be that young guy. I mean, shit, Tua might be that young guy. I think going down to Miami, like, that would be crazy. You know, Tua was a top five pick in this and that that'd be if they can get you know some capital on top of that i'll tell you though the place i really want to see him go would be the jets and just because like 
preseason, it would make the Patriots the worst. Yeah. Like just, just on paper, it would make the Patriots the worst in the division. And that would just be funny to me. Like, I know the Patriots would still have like a boss defense, but they would have probably, I mean, they would for sure have the worst offense in that division. And that would just be funny to see them get shit on for at least another year. Yeah. I mean, I don't want him to go to the Jets just because it's going to be the same situation with with just a better coach. I mean, obviously we don't know what Robert Saul is like going to be like, but I mean, anything's better than Bill O'Brien, you know? So it's like, it's, is Watson going to a different team to win or to build his brand where if he wants to build his brand, the jets and the giants, are the best spot. But it's like, if you want to win, I don't think the jets personnel is that much better than the Texans. So it's like, they're still in rebuilding mode too. So it's like, I don't really, I mean, I think it'd be funny for the Patriots little factoid there. But like, if I was Watson, I'd be like, hell no, I'm not going to the jets. I know he likes Robert Sala, but I imagine he would like, have wanted Robert Saul to get hired by like a better team. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, who was a better team that needed a coaching vacancy this year, but that's just, I don't know. It's just difficult to see Watson wanting to go there, especially with the way their, their timeline is and the way their roster is. They probably wouldn't be set up to win right away, but I know they have, they have good draft. They have good draft picks coming up. They got. I mean, they probably. I guess they'd probably have to give up. You know, number two to get Watson. If they, they did. Have to give up like two firsts, including the number two pick, Darnold, and maybe like a third round pick. Like that. That'd be like probably a good package. Minus Frank Gore. I mean, they're all young on offense. Their defense is actually pretty good. I mean, they. I know that. I mean, their record is what it is, but you saw the the spurts like towards the end. Like number they are. Yeah, <laughs> Neville Hewitt's a beast, and C.J. Mosley was out. Uh, I know that they may lose Marcus May. You know, that may change things, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I think the Jets would just be funny because it would make the Patriots, like, it would make their life even more of a living hell. So that's why it would be funny. But I think that San Francisco and Miami, those are the teams that I think that might be the real possibility. You have me uh, – I, I have heard things about the Raiders too, so you bringing it up right now, that definitely like – it makes sense with as much as the Raiders have been shopping QBs and trying to uh, trying to do things. They got to clear some cap space, right, if they're going to bring someone like Watson over. Yeah. I mean, Eric, you bring up an interesting point too. Like the Patriots, like if they were able to pull Watson, like dude, like they're – they might challenge just how Belichick system works, like – they might challenge Buffalo for the division title. Like if they got Watson, like, honestly, like that, that's something I would think about. Yeah. And I know that I said that before, you know, that it could be a possibility. Like it would be really sick if he did. I just don't see him. I don't see him paying them, you know, that contract. I mean, it would be really dope if they figured out a way to do it and stop being cheap ass penny pinchers. Um, I also don't want to see the Patriots like, get back to like dominance like that either yeah, so. be, like i know like i i mean i hate that like the same team dominates but like that'd be like so like like badass if they did that <laughs> like that's almost like it's just like the packers like going from Favre to rogers except instead of the draft it's just like free agency or trading you know like it's just like just like a perfect timeline of just dominance you know like it's yep. just pretty cool we shall see. I'm excited, though. This offseason is going to be 
pretty fun. It's going to be my first full off season, you know, doing all the content and stuff. And um, my bucket of truth series is about to start coming out. So I'm, I'm editing my linebacker video right now. So for everybody who has not played in an IDP league before, or you've never played in a serious IDP league, I'm bringing my bucket of truth series and uh, sponsored by Kenny powers. Listen to you, beautiful bitch. I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. <laughs> I'm going to be breaking down the top 12 at every single position. And then once I get through every position, I'm going to go, I'm going to round Robin and there are going to be some where I break down the top 24 and get through it. But IDP is going to be very important because I know you, you need to get into an IDP league this year. Like I don't just challenge yourself. It's not even fucking hard. And I know that I'm going to start a bunch of leagues and pretty much every league that I start is going to have IDP in one form of it. Or another, like no matter what, if uh, if you're not with it, you just might not be in any leagues with me. Um, recap your dynasty league draft. I'm curious how it's gone so far. So, because like, dude, rip Vinny, bro, but like, you totally like finesse that fool. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not gonna say that I'm not a good trade negotiator. Okay, like that's one thing that I definitely am is a good trade negotiator. Um, comes from all my years in sales. I'm trying to find exactly what the trade was. My son uh, stole my phone. No, but, yeah, um, I, I I remember it was. Uh, so you got his tenth and his first, and then you gave him fourth and seventh, I believe. And not just the first, the number one overall pick, one oh one. I got one oh one. So we have a third round reversal, and I actually got to choose the pick that I wanted and I chose the 12th pick because I would have the one, the last pick in the first round, first pick in the second round, and then first pick in the third round. So I strategically did that knowing that I could be, you know, I might be able to move up in the draft. I, I have no idea if I was going to be able to or where I'd be able, you know, to, but I, uh, hopefully everybody has fallen asleep who's in the draft right now, but here's the secret to fucking trading. Like you don't bet against yourself. Oh man, there goes Francisco. <laughs> he sneaked in there. Fucking awake. But you don't trade against yourself. Like you don't just throw out these crazy ass fucking offers, you know, and sometimes I lose out on trades because I, I don't slow play them necessarily, but a fast trade is a bad trade. Like in my mind, a fast trade is a bad trade. If you just throw something out there because you got to do it fast, you're probably losing the trade. The best trades are the hard ones to make because they're usually fair on both sides. So this one was the 101 that I got. And I don't know if it was the first pick in the 10th round or the, it might've been the last pick in the 10th round. I'm not sure. One of the two, that was just a throw in anyways, but I gave up. We swapped firsts because I had the 112, so now he has the 112. And then I gave up the last pick in the fourth round. And because he fielded someone's offer, I initially gave him the 612, like the last pick in the sixth round. But when he made me wait for him to field another offer, I changed it. And then I put in the 7-1, so I kept the 612. So I'm yeah. going to have like one that, that pick in front of him. It's like you're watching Shark Tank. Yeah, bro. Come it's on. Like, bro, like if you're listening to other offer, I'm taking my offer off the table. You know what I'm saying? Like you're making me wait. Like, yep. Hell yeah. So I mean, that's, that's, that's something that I got to do to uh, to hold that value because I knew that my offer was good. I mean, that it, I know that you think that that's crazy, 
you know, and there are some people who might think that it's crazy also, but he is getting, you know, uh, three picks, you know, inside the top. I don't even know what. No, it's just really funny to me because, okay, so when you're doing the live broadcast for uh, choosing the draft order and you were chilling here with Brother Roz and all that stuff, right? And you were like, I'm like, so what's the third round reversal? And you explained it. And it's like, oh, it's it's so who has the first round, the first overall pick doesn't have a stacked team. But then you and go and get the first three picks in the first three rounds. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's what it's, it's all about. Big, like, <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not going to say how much I would have paid for that pick. I probably wouldn't have paid too much more than what I paid. But I jumped up and got Patrick fucking Mahomes, who is probably going to be he's going to be on my team forever for as long as this league exists. And for Vinny, I mean, he got three picks inside the top 73, you know, picks for that. So, I mean, he's going to have three really, really good players. You know, my team is going to be a little bit more top heavy with Patrick Mahomes. And then I but I still got my second and third round pick. So I'm still going to have, you know, at least my first three picks. The four, the four twelve, you know, mm-hmm. it is going to hurt kind of losing that because I am going to miss out on a really good player, you know, right there. But it, it's worth it to have Mahomes, and I just feel like I, I got a hit on some lower picks, you know, and I'm hoping that, especially with IDP, that I'll be able to, uh, you know, hit on some lower picks that you know turn into starters, and uh, we'll see. I, I didn't. I always plan on making trades and I planned on trying to make a trade in the first round. I didn't know that I'd be successful at getting the 101, but uh, it's awesome because some leagues that I play in, there's no way that this trade would have happened. Like they would have wanted way more and then probably not got the trade done, you know, at all. So I am thankful that Vinny was willing to work with it and it wasn't a bad trade. Like literally, the, when we made the trade and it went through, someone congratulated Vinny and said, hey, great job, bro, stacking up those early picks. That was the first, you know, comment that happened. Then Antonio was like, oh, shit, I would have re- much rather had Mahomes. Like, good move, hustler. You know, and so that's dynasty. Like, everyone has their own idea of how they want to build their roster. Yeah, it's more just like, do you want – I mean, there's like 120 rounds. So, like, everybody's going to have depth. But it's like – at, at the end of the day, like you're just gonna be more top heavy, you know, because there's gonna be a couple rounds where you're not even gonna be drafting. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, like I said, um, someone said it earlier. Like oh, just like what you said. Like I have the top pick in each of the three rounds, 101, 201, and 301. Like literally the first pick in each of the top rounds. And someone was like, "Fuck, how do we let Hustler do that? Like his team's gonna be loaded." And yeah, like after the third, you know, my after my pick in the third round, which is 301, like my team will be the most stacked. Right now it's the most stacked with Patrick Mahomes because nobody has two players yet. Yeah. But after, you know, I after the seventh round, when I only have five players to everybody's seven, how are the teams going to look then? That's what it's going to come down to. Like when I miss my two picks, like how is my team going to look two players down compared to everybody else's potential seven unless they trade you know, picks also. Yeah. Um, give me a rundown. Like what pick are you guys on right now in the first round? So let me pull it up right now. So Stu is on the, is on the clock right now. And he's just been <laughs> yapping in here with us. So we are four picks in 
Um, me and Vinny did the trade. I moved up and grabbed Patrick Mahomes with the 101. And the scoring in this league, it favors the quarterback. It's a super flex league. Um, first off, super flex dynasty. So I could get a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to have him forever. Like a lot of QBs are going to go in the first round. Like that's for sure in a super flex league. Christian McCaffrey went second. Josh Allen went third. And Kyler Murray went fourth. Francisco took Kyler Murray with the fourth. And last year, the top four picks in every dynasty league and every mock draft that I did, it was in some variation of Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. But that was pretty much the unanimous top four. May have been in different orders. I was in leagues where Lamar, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson went one and two. And I was in leagues where Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson went three and four and kind of everywhere flip-flopped in between. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what we just saw right now out of the top, at least out of the top three, I guess it, it depends on who wants Kyler because I know he's going to be a first-round guy. I just don't know if he's going to go there. But I feel like Josh Allen's going to be what Lamar Jackson was last year, that that guy who's drafted top four, top five, and pretty much every Superflex Dynasty League. Um, so in terms of, like, do you guys have uh, taxi squads and all that too? Or is it? Yep. Yep. So we got, yeah, yeah. For everybody who doesn't know, taxi squad, that's like your practice squad. You can only put rookies on there. And, yes, we are going to have them. We're doing two separate drafts. So right now we're doing the veterans draft. And after the NFL draft, that's when we're going to do the rookie draft. And X Miles, he said, when are we uh, starting the 2021 mock drafts? We're like three weeks in. I feel like I've already been doing it for three or four weeks in a row. Every single week, I'm doing at least one mock draft live. And next week, we might do two because I think we're going to get into the rookie mock drafts also and just kind of see how those start playing out. Just getting in ahead of time, you know, just – Getting, getting some numbers up and trying to get sleepers ADP fucking fixed. And tell them, Conscious Machine, hit that like button. Smash it. I'm hit that pipe. You hit that like. <laughs> and where is it? Here we go. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> uh, wasn't it here that I said Mahomes is just another camera calling? Great three-year span. It all happens in time. And, uh. Guys get it figured out. Mahomes looked like a bitch in the Super Bowl. He didn't look like a bitch in the Super Bowl. Like, man, he was running for his fucking life in the Super Bowl. Like, I saw him make plays that nobody else would make. And the fact that he only took three sacks and he got pressured like 29 times or something crazy like that just shows how good that he actually is. Lamar will rebound. Uh, that's another one of my weapons uh, contest machine. That's what it comes down to. You know, he, he's got the legs. And it's just like when your number one receiver is inconsistent Willie Sneed and your number two receiver is not Hollywood Brown, then dude, pretty rough life. Get ready, bro. Get ready for my for my Hollywood drop. Oh man, Eminem saying goodbye to Hollywood. <laughs> That shit's going to be dope. If you haven't heard that song, because uh, uh, that shit came out a long time ago, do you know what song I'm talking about? What's, what's the song called, bro? Saying Goodbye to Hollywood. Eminem. All right. I'm going <laughs> to after, after we get off here, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message you right now and be like, yo, that shit was dope. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have a drop for that, too, because, yeah, no more Hollywood Brown. He's, uh, he, he's, not, uh, he's not box office, that's for sure. And mm -hmm. they need – to, uh, 
the O line Brown might be leaving. Um, that that's not going to be uh it's not going to be helping his case. Mahomes is the best QB in the league, no question. He ain't no bitch. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. And I'll leave. Yeah, I'll mean, take Mahomes over every quarterback in the league. So <laughs> I mean, it just I mean his offensive line was injured. Like that that's what it came down to. You know, like even the greatest can't can't like get over get over a tough offensive line. You know, like if you have no time to throw, you have no time to throw. Like. Russell was the second best quarterback, and he's been running for his life for nine years. So, yeah, when he was in his early years, he um, he got bailed out by the defense a lot. But now this, I mean, he still put up numbers. Like he's not a game manager by any means, but it's like, you know, you can only expect so much from from even the top guys in this league. So, I'm I'm not taking. I mean, Mahomes didn't. Mahomes definitely played poorly, but a lot of it had to do with the O line. A lot of it had to do with the receivers. Like. Part of it's on him, but he's not the number one guy at the list that's like, oh, it's your fault we lost. Yeah. Mahomes is definitely the best QB in the league. That, that one's too easy. That one's too easy. He's definitely the best QB in the league. I picked CMC without hesitation at 1.02. Do either of you agree with the decision? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's tough to pass on CMC. Um, I did. I, I went Patrick Mahomes and – Main reason why, if this league lasts 10 years, I'm going to have Patrick Mahomes for 10 years. If this league lasts 10 years, are you going to have Christian McCaffrey for 10 years? Like, I know that we're like, you know, we got, we got to split like all the way at the top there, but QBs are just going to hold their value a lot longer than any other position. And if I was going to sell Christian McCaffrey or Patrick Mahomes, like right now, I would get way more. For Patrick Mahomes than I would for Christian McCaffrey. So that's why I made the choice that I did. But Christian McCaffrey is going to be a beast for a long time. He's getting a little older, though. That's the one yeah. thing. That like McCaffrey, like, he probably has, like, six more years at his peak, maybe. So it's like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, it, it helps that he's not really, like, he's, like, a receiving back. So it's not like he's, like, grounding and pounding. Like, you know, he's, like. He's skillful. Like he gets off to the edges, goes out of bounds. He doesn't just run up the middle every play, you know? So that's what makes, that's going to help him a little bit. But I mean, I like McCaffrey, McCaffrey Mahomes. It's close, you know, like I almost would leave McCaffrey just come a little bit. I'm a little more biased just because I feel like with running backs, it's, it's hard to find like a reliable number one running back, you know? So I'd rather have McCaffrey than Mahomes, but that's just me. We'll see in your second round, like how you feel about it. Because if you don't move that pick, you know, you got to wait. What is it? Um, got to wait all the way till the second to the last pick in the second round. And we've already seen three quarterbacks go just in the first four picks. So that's really what it comes down to. Like, what what do you want in this league? Because um, you can't have both. You're you're unless you're like at the end of the you know round somewhere. But you can't get a top QB and a top running back. It's just not going to happen. I don't even think I'm going to get a top uh, like a top QB at the 12th pick. That's why I wanted to trade up. The last mock draft that we did, I think like eight, eight or nine QBs or something went like before my pick. So I don't know. Like even having the last pick in the in the first round, like there just might not be a lot of QBs. Man, uh, Condis Machine saying, yeah, Cam Cam folded against the Broncos, but. I mean, Cam is nowhere near the talent that Patrick Mahomes is. Like, 
Patriots are garbage right now. Like all their that's why Tom Brady left because they fucking have no weapons. Their line sucks. Like, yeah, like as much as Cam folded, like, why didn't they bring him in earlier? Like they should have brought him in way earlier and not waited till the last second just to right. get better value on uh, their buck. I mean, all you gotta do is just watch the throws that Mahomes is doing. Is that like that defensive front by Tampa Bay made him run that like you know, Mahomes does all that fancy stuff like you know, throw left-handed behind the back, whatever. Like, how about but, diving? How about getting tripped up and diving, and then still throwing a dime? Exactly. Like, usually Mahomes do that for fun, just to like show off. But like, he had to do that because that's the only way he was gonna get that ball off. And just like I think back in the first quarter when he literally like threw it sidearmed, like threw it like this, and it still hit Tyree Kill right in the face mask. Like, catch the ball, bro. Yeah. X miles. Who would you rather have this year? Saquon or Kamara? If we're talking about redraft, probably okay. Kamara. But if we're talking about dynasty, I think I still want Saquon. Like, I mean, a couple years younger coming back from the ACL, but he went out in week two. <laughs> Saquon's a fucking freak of nature. Like nobody's business. So uh, he's going to come back and be fine. Eric about Barkley on one Oh three. I mean, I like Barkley for sure, but I mean, it's clear cut. CMC and Mahomes are one and two. Like, put them whatever order you want. But at three, like, I'd personally go Kyler Murray. Like, it's just with the injury risk of Barkley with me. Like, I'd rather have Barkley over Kamara in a dynasty league for sure. But we I, don't know if it's a super flex or a one QB league. A lot of people play in one QB leagues. That's another one thing. QB league. Then we're going Barkley for sure. But we'll we'll see. Everyone has to specify with me. Like, that's going to be the regular thing for me. Like, I, I'm going to tell everybody unless you specify. I'm assuming that you're in a two QB league because one QB leagues, I don't know. They're, they're just not the business. There's way too many good QBs to only have 10 or 12 playing on a weekly basis. Math quest. Were you in the second round In the second round, you're looking to snag up Stafford or Mayfield. I mean, those might be all that's left at least after our recent mock draft, like, by the time it got back to him, if he doesn't make a trade, there might be like 14 QBs that are already gone. I'm going to pull up our, our mock draft right now. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want to get the last one. You were in the last one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pull it up right here. Let's see. And Eric did say super flex. Yeah, I mean, if it was me at the 103, I, I probably – I don't know who was available. If it was uh, – if any QBs were already gone, I'm assuming Mahomes was already gone, I probably would have went Josh Allen there. I like Josh Allen. Um just over Murray. Man, but yeah, they're like, they're like right back to back. Let's hear this here ain't loading. Let me see if I can pull it up. And I gotta I got one more bowl in me and then I gotta I gotta get going. Let's see. Here we go. I got it. Well, I guess not as crazy as I was making it seem. So, I mean... Really, not too many good ones when you get down to that point. 
Yeah, I mean, like Jalen Hurts, I mean, maybe if you're interested in doing that, like I wouldn't be interested in Matt Ryan at all. Like, yeah, like, I mean, guys that are available right there. I mean, yeah, Stafford, Tannehill, Mayfield, Staff Tannehill, Mayfield, and then maybe, I mean, Tom Brady's like, it's a matter if you want to just buy in on those two years. That's why I'm glad that uh, I was able to make this trade happen somehow. Because, I don't know, one thing about having Mahomes, like the best thing I would say about having Mahomes is I never have to play against him. I literally never have to play against Patrick Mahomes. Like that is such like a good feeling to know. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the look at how many QBs. 13. That's 13 QBs before the uh, second pick. And, I mean, I'm not saying that 13 are going to go, but I bet it gets close to that. Like seeing something like this, let, I don't know. Like I said, who knows if the draft is going to pan out like this, but I bet somewhere between 12 and 14 quarterbacks go in the first two rounds. If you had one of those picks, the last two picks in the in the second round, like with those QBs that would be available, would, would you be mad that you went with the running back, even like Christian McCaffrey or whoever over, over a quarterback? Yeah. I mean, it just depends. Like if you went, I mean, it's, you went McCaffrey math quest, like you got to pick up a quarterback here. Like, I mean, I doubt like, yeah, like Mayfield and Stafford are going to be some of your best options here, like along with Tannehill. And, I mean, you'll be lucky if Joe Burrow's there. I doubt he's there. But that that's what it's going to come down to. Maybe you maybe you move up a pick or something. We'll, we'll see. And that's what I'm curious to see who's uh, – <coughs> I kicked off the trading. And one thing that I'll say is everybody better be glad that I – that I didn't overpay because I've seen like some stupid fucking trades, like in some of these dynasty leagues that I'm in. And then it totally like messes up like what anything is worth, like as far as trades go. Oh yeah. Cause then people are going to be expecting more than what their pick or their player is worth. That's for sure. So I set the bar very like right in the middle. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 1.01 for the, you know, a one fourth and a seventh, like it's uh the bar set right in the middle, and everybody better be glad that I didn't overpay for that shit. <laughs> Did you say that your second and third round pick were off the table, or like what? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Um, that was just kind of like <clears throat> that was just kind of like what I offered. It, it just made its way to that, and I didn't. I didn't say that I was going to give up the either one of those picks, and so it never really, never really came to that. What do you think about Cortland Sutton? I think he's going to have a bounce back. I mean, obviously the, uh, obviously the, um, was it ACL? I can't even remember exactly what it was, but obviously the injury could be could be a fucking concern. But he got hurt so early that I just feel like he's worth a risk. You know, I don't, I don't think you're going to – he's going to be – you're going to pay less for him than you did last year. 
All right, man. I'm going to get out of here. I'm out of here too, brother. I'm just going to shut it off now. Alrighty, everybody. I'll see you later. Random late night football talks. It'll be happening here. Who knows? It'll always be random. So just be ready on late night and uh, you'll catch us. Alrighty, guys. Thanks, Corey, for coming on. Peace yeah, out. Catch you guys later. Are you ready, Jim? I'm ready. Let me show you ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. My shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, let me grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Okay, let's go smoke that joint.